Hey everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Bill Beabout, and I have stopped saying the episode number as literally the last episode I did, and it was wrong, so it was the first and last time I will ever say an episode number during the podcast. Womp, womp, womp. So, uh, I want to talk today about getting the most out of your day by being more productive. So let, let's get after it. Okay, so you know what really grinds my gears is inefficiencies. I don't know why, but inefficiencies actually like, it's like the bane of my existence. So everything I did in my past life in nuclear and that kind of stuff, and even at the Cannabis Commission was trying to root out things that we were doing that was uh, labor intensive because labor intensive workflows do not do anyone any good. They just add time. I call it non-productive time to what people are actually trying to do throughout the day. So what I just, I want everybody to be thinking about, like when they're listening to this and if they're taking notes and that kind of stuff is just what tasks are you doing that are just horribly inefficient? Like what, what kind of repetitive tasks do you have, uh, and what could you do to either eliminate them or automate them? And HoneyBook is a great example of that whole automating repetitive tasks. Now, I'm not trying to hawk any products on anybody. I'm just using HoneyBook as an example because um, the well, I, I know we talked about it in depth in episode 12, so feel free to go back and listen to it. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that just HoneyBook removes a lot of those like mundane, repetitive stuff we do, uh, like inquiry emails, follow-up emails, that kind of stuff. Like we were spending a lot of time sending people follow-up emails, for example, and now we just have all of it automated inside of HoneyBook. So we just start a workflow and just let it go. But in general, inside of HoneyBook, we have a lot of templates that are loaded into it that we're using that really speed up the things that we're doing. So like I said, uh, you know, I'm not trying to push that on anybody. Like I'm just using it as an example right now. Uh, it's just, it's a good example, to be honest with you. Like it's a good example of, you know, like including calls to action and emails. And we use their scheduling tool, which is something that they just came out with not too long ago. Because we were using Calendly, but Calendly costs, I think it's 100 bucks a year. And scheduling is just built into HoneyBook now. So when we send out our discovery calls or our storytelling sessions or, you know, uh, podcast interview guests, we send out a scheduling link that's built into the email. And then they can, you know, whoever's on the other end can just click on the link, open up a calendar, see when we're available, match it up when they're available, and then schedule, let's say, a discovery call. And that completely eliminates the need for us to go back and forth. Now, if you don't have HoneyBook, you can use Calendly. That works just as well. Uh, we used it for about a year and a half before we figured out that HoneyBook could do it. And since we already pay for HoneyBook, it just makes more sense to use the one in it rather than paying extra to use a third party. But if you don't have HoneyBook, just look at Calendly and same exact concept. It creates a link. You drop the link into your email templates and then the couple can use that link to, you know, book these calls and that kind of stuff. So it really helps with like eliminating the back and forth between you and the couple with, you know, oh, Tuesday doesn't work for us, et cetera, et cetera. So what, you know, with something else that goes 
kind of hand in hand with inefficiencies is streamlining work. And I, I just want people to take like a hard look at things that they're doing and then just ask yourself, should I be doing it this way? And a lot of people, I hear this all the time, is that's the way I've always done it or that's the way it's always been done. And to me, those are, we call those danger words. Like you, you don't want to have that mindset. You want to have a, uh, a mindset of what's called continuous process improvement. So you're always trying to think of ways to do whatever it is that you're doing faster and easier. Because chances are that's just going to relieve a burden off of you and let you do something else. So I'd always be thinking about that stuff in the back of my head. Like, am I maximizing the way that I'm, I don't know, doing an edit? Or am I maximizing the way that I'm responding to clients or, uh, you know, whatever business related stuff that you have going on? Like, am, am I manually recording all of our income and expenses, or am I using an app that can integrate with my bank account that speeds up the process for that? You know what I mean? Just it's little things like that. So just always be thinking to yourself, like, what can I do to knock down these inefficiencies and then streamline my own processes? So let's talk about what, what we've done to make things better. And So I mentioned HoneyBook, but let's talk about some other things. We started using this app called Todoist. So it's T-O-D-O-I-S-T. It's free, which is awesome. We have it on every one of our devices, whether it's the computer, it's our Mac, it's the iPad, uh, it's our iPhones. Like We have Todoist everywhere. Now this app tracks like work tasks just in general. So we used to call them work trackers in my previous life and that kind of stuff. But um, we've been using it now for a couple of years and it really, one, it just keeps our tasks nice and organized, but it also gives us a place to put those tasks because back, back in the day uh, I used to just keep a notebook and I would just write whatever it was that somebody was asking me to do just down on a sheet of paper. And then once it was done, I would one line it and then move down to the next line, next line, et cetera. So this, this gives a a cleaner, more eco-friendly version to do it. So the, the Todoist app, it can do other stuff too. Like it's really cool. Like you can have it set up to create reoccurring tasks like this podcast, for example, I set up a task that says, um, not schedule, but what's the word? Now I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I could just open up to Doist and look at it, but it's an upload podcast. And all I did was in the task, in the, the task title, just wrote in upload podcast every Monday. And that's it. It creates a task for every Monday. It tells me that I need to upload my podcast. You know, if I'm sending out the emails for the podcast, like that's in there. Um, whenever I'm just thinking about something and an idea pops into my head, you can literally just tell Siri to add a task to Todoist and just say what it was and they'll plop it in there. So I, it can also be used for process stuff because you can create projects. 
which is identical to creating a task. It's just in the project section instead of the task section. And um, you can just list out the steps for whatever it is that you do. Like for us, you know, one of the ones that we have is live streaming a wedding on YouTube. And all of our steps to live stream the wedding on YouTube, including like, hey, make sure you have this gear is just sitting in there. So I just click over to it, you know, my cell phone while we're at the, um, you know, the event and I just start reading through the directions. And then I even have like little cheat sheet notes in there. That's like, Hey, if this is going on, make sure you've checked, you know, X, blah, blah, blah. So I have all those steps listed out so I can just look at it in one spot. It's really, really convenient. Like I said, the app is free and it gives you a very good like start to your day because you can, um, well, I'll talk about that right now. So the next piece is prioritize and execute. So that that's a, that's a term that we use in the military. It's prioritize and execute. And what they're trying to get to, what they're trying to explain to leaders is that you will get bombarded with a series of actions. And what really, what happens to a lot of people is they become overwhelmed really quick when they see like, oh, I have 25 things that I need to do today. So what, what can I like, where, where do I even start? So a lot of people get kind of, I guess, disheartened, they get confused. And a lot of people will actually just simply freeze in that situation uh, because they don't know what, they don't know where to begin. And that's where prioritize and execute comes from. That's just something I want everybody to just be thinking about as they start their day. Because when we start our day, I'm flipping through my tasks in Todoist. And like right now, I think there's like 10 tasks for today alone. And all I'll do is just look at them and prioritize them. All right, this one needs to get done. This one needs to get done. This one needs to get done. And just put them in order. And then you can attach flags to them to where you can see like there's red flag, yellow flag, blue flag. So you know, like, oh, the red flag, like I just do red because that means that it has to get done today. So then I'll prioritize all of those and then you execute, get to work. So start with that first task that you have in the list and then start doing something to get it done. And I would highly recommend that you take your most difficult task whatever it is for that day. And that is the first one. That is the one that you are just dreading to get done. You know, that that's that old expression. Um, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. So you want, you want to get that first task to be the, the hardest, longest one. And, um, I can't remember why, but in nuclear, we called it eating the frog. There was there. We had like little pamphlets and buttons of frogs in our offices to remind us of that. And I just, I cannot remember why there was like a story behind it, but we we used to call it, you got to eat the frog, but you want to do the hardest tasks first, because once you've completed that task or those, you know, couple tasks that really sets the tone for the rest of the day, like that actually like boosts up your morale. You're like, Oh man, look, look what I got. Look what I just did. Like I did the worst thing on my list was finished by say 1030. And you're like, okay, like that just set the tone that set the pace like that, that's your tempo for the rest of the day. Like you're, you're doing the, the most difficult things first. 
So I hope that, that kind of made sense. Um, because what, what I want to do is I want to take a quick break and then I want to talk about distractions and then what our typical week looks like. So just kind of recap what we were just talking about. You want to remove inefficiencies. You want to streamline your work. Uh, and you want to do your most difficult tasks first. So try to find a program, something similar to Todoist, that you can order the way that you're doing tasks. You can prioritize them, and then you can just start to execute. Like You want to keep that in the back of your head. So let's take a quick break. I will be right back, and we're going to talk about distractions and our typical week. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wallbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. All right, everybody, welcome back from break. Like I said, I want to get right into talking about distractions, so... I think the biggest distraction that all of us have is our phones. Like we are just glued to them. Also, in addition to that, something that I notice that I do all of the time, and that is habitually check my email, which is also not good. So let's kind of talk, let's talk about phones. And I personally have really tried to scale back everything that I can do on my phone. And the reason is, is because I was spending a lot of time on my phone, whether it was on social media or, you know, checking emails or news or just all kinds of stuff. Like I, I had so many apps on my phone, all kinds of stuff. And we just switched back over to iPhones. And one thing that I talked to Britt about is, you know, I have a MacBook Pro. I have a tablet. I have a phone. Like why why do I need to spend another $1000 on a cell phone when I have all of these other electronic devices around me that can do exactly what the phone's doing just way cheaper like my tablet. My tablet was like 400 bucks. I got an iPad. What what do I need to spend $1000 on an iPhone 12 for? So, with that being said, I bought a used iPhone X for like dirt cheap. I got it for like 200 and some bucks uh, because I knew that I, I just don't want the features. I don't want all of the stuff that comes with an iPhone 12. I don't need it whatsoever. So that will help me from being glued to my phone. So one of the things that I did is I also scaled back all of the applications on my phone just in general. I put stuff in there that I need for work, you know, quote unquote, like, uh, a color meter, you know, things like that, you know, the, the DJI apps and stuff that I'm going to use. Um, so it's not like I went down to like two apps, but I significantly got rid of probably 50 some apps when I switched over from my, my galaxy over to the iPhone. And on top of that, 
I turned off every notification. So I don't get any notifications on my phone for the most part now, unless it's like the ring doorbell or something. I'm not getting anything else because I don't want that distraction. I don't want to keep, you know, hearing this ping and me looking down and it taking me from what I'm doing uh, throughout the day. Like if I want to check Instagram, I'll just open Instagram and check it. If I'm going to check my mail, I'll just open my Gmail app and check it. Um, And in reality, since I've had the phone now for about a week or so, I only am really using three apps consistently on it. Gmail for my emails, the Apple News app, and then Instagram. And the reason why I use Instagram is because you it's it's in a weird or it's in the uh, it landscape mode on the tablet. So it just doesn't look right. So I don't, you know, you can't really, you got to like turn your head or like turn your tablet on the side and it just looks weird. So I just, I left Instagram on my phone, but I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have LinkedIn on my phone. Like I don't have any of that stuff anywhere uh, because I will just manually go in and check it like on my computer or something like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be glued to these things anymore. And why I say that is because those distractions will eat away time from you while you are trying to get tasks done. You will drag out what you were trying to do because you're stopping every couple of minutes to see what, you know, just pinged you on your phone. And like, I still have a bad habit of pulling up my phone and checking my email first thing in the morning. And you know, I'll, I'll come downstairs. Like I, I turn my phone off now at like 9 PM. I just turn it off, turn the tablet off. I just turn everything off. That way I can't go do stuff on it. And I do that on purpose because like it gives me, you know, I can spend time with my wife when I'm focused on what we're doing instead of, you know, being glued to my phone again and that kind of stuff. Like I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want to be distracted during that stuff either. And, Depending on what kind of email you just got, say I'm looking at it at seven o'clock in the morning, that will really set the tone for your day. And it's one of those things to where I just, I personally would recommend that you not check your email until after lunch. That's my personal, that's my personal thing. That's where I need to get is just not checking my emails until after lunch. Like that's, that's just my personal philosophy on that. Um, I I would recommend that you start to go. So let's let's see. When you start your day, I'd recommend that you just pull up to Doist. You read through what you're doing, and then you put your phone on silent. And then you put your phone doesn't need to be like in the next room, but you just put it away from you that you do not have any apps open on your computer except for your working on. And as an example, when I was writing this episode out, uh, when I was on my Mac, I only had Safari open period. I didn't have mail open. I didn't have any other program open and all the notifications are turned off so that I could focus just on writing this episode. And the only reason why I had Safari open was because I was using Google Docs and I was typing inside Google Docs, but nothing else was open uh, on my computer. 
and with mail not being open, then you're not getting email notifications. And the reason why I'm so adamant about not getting these notifications is because you'll be, I'll be typing something mid-sentence, like typing out this episode. I'll get an email notification from, I don't know, a couple asking me a question. And then I'll open the email, I'll root through it, I'll figure out what the answer is. I'll send them a response. We might get engaged in a back and forth, you know, just like normal conversation. And then next thing you know, it's been like 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes though, I could have been done with the task that I was working on, which is more than likely more important just in general terms. So I, uh, I would highly recommend that while you are doing things like working through your task list, you just have that other stuff turned off. And you're just focused solely on what you are doing with no other, with no other distractions. And I don't, you don't need to do that all day. So for the morning periods, like from like nine to noon is when I do stuff like that. When I have everything kind of closed down and I'm just going through my to-doist list and just trying to knock, knock out everything I can. And I, um, after 12 is when I should be (laughs) checking my emails, you know, responding to couples, responding to inquiries, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Like, and I'll, I'll break down what we do in our week here next and kind of what, what that looks like between the morning and the afternoon. Uh, but on the flip side though, it's also important that you're taking breaks. So you don't want to get burnt out either. So every 45 to 50 minutes, I'd highly recommend just getting up, walking around, stretching, just doing something, uh, and just doing your thing for like 10 minutes and then getting right back to it. So they have apps to remind you for this too. We have an app on our computer called Tadama, T-A-D-A-M-A. It was free. Uh, I want to say my Apple watch will alert me when I've been idle for too long or something and it's good and it's, it's healthy to get up and kind of get away from the computer for a second, but take, you know, take a five, 10 minute break and then come back and just go get right back to it. And then, you know, you, you get that like mental break for a second and then you're right back at work. Now I want to talk about what our typical week looks like. So on Mondays, I will go through to doist and look at all the tasks for the week. I'll see what's coming due. I'll see what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I'll look at things that are due specifically on Mondays because we have like Monday specific tasks. I'll look at everything throughout the week just to make sure that like, oh, you know, I'm aware of, you know, oh yeah, that's right. I got to do X or this week's a perfect example. It was, oh yeah, I need to shoot a YouTube video on how to sync audio and post stuff like that. Like I, I have that stuff kind of just mapped out throughout the week. And then I'll also pull up uh, our calendar and then I'll look over my schedule for the entire week. And I just want to get, I just want to stay on top of like what's going on. Like this week specifically when I'm filming this, um, this week was really busy with client stuff. Like uh, yesterday I had two storytelling session calls uh, today in about a two hours from now, uh, I have a discovery call. Like I have a meeting tonight with somebody at six. Um, like this week has been really intensive on like people stuff on top of editing and, and those other things. So we'll, 
So let, let's look at Mondays. Mondays, we have set aside to do our Instagram post for the week, uh, sending out emails for the podcast. Like we, Monday is our really busy, like administrative day. So a lot of our administrative tasks we're doing on Monday. Now, we are, our day, like Mondays are really focused on admin stuff, going through emails and and doing that. We have Tuesday through Thursday broken out into editing. So every morning on Tuesday through Thursday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from around 09 to noon, that's spent on editing films. So again, during that time, there's no distractions. There's no other tasks that are going. It's just editing. There's nothing else running on my computer. One, because that helps my computer process things. <laughs> Two, it keeps me from constantly looking around at something so that I'm focused, say, from 9 a.m. to 9.50, then I take a 10-minute break. 10, 10 a.m. to 10.50, 10-minute break. 11 a.m. to 11.50, take a break and then go get lunch. So there's, there's no other tasks. There's no nothing. And then in the afternoon, when I, when I'm done with lunch, that's when I get back to like more admin stuff, answering emails, responding to inquiries, you know, sending emails, writing podcast episodes. Like I have, I have those, I have have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday dedicated to editing in the morning every week. And you'd be surprised at what, the amount of work you can get done when you're just focused solely on that piece of work and nothing else. Like it's, it's actually life gets really easier because you're, you're becoming way more efficient and productive. So other things that we do is, you know, things on social media, networking, you know, that's all done in the afternoons. Fridays are a little bit different. Some Fridays we have weddings, uh, but most Fridays, I'm now trying to only work in the morning. So that nine to noon. And I'm, I'm really trying to not work a full day on Friday, like Friday afternoon, you know, I'm spending it with the kids or I'm doing, we're doing something. And one of the reasons why I do that is because I wanted to work for myself. So I wouldn't have to work myself to death. If that makes sense. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to start my own business and work for myself so that I could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like you're, you got to remember from a, an ROI point perspective, a return on investment that uh, at some point you're going to hit what's called the point of diminishing return to where you're doing so much work. It's not paying for itself anymore and you're taking a hit. So you want to, you want to try to figure out a way to have time off. And I'm not saying, you know, working one day a week or something like that. Like you just, you need to have just a reasonable amount of time off. It's, it's that that's healthy too. Now, uh, like this Friday, for example, I, I plan on working until like 1130 because I don't have a wedding and then I'm going to go to jujitsu for the afternoon class and then come back home, shower and spend the rest of the day with the family and that kind of stuff. Because I'm, I'm working Saturday for a wedding. So obviously Saturday is shot. So there's nothing else going on. And, uh, so Sunday morning, I'll probably get up, have a cup of coffee or just take my coffee down into the basement, 
while I'm drinking my coffee, just kind of do some catch up stuff that I might've missed during the week for about an hour. And then that's it. I'll be done for the day on Sunday at that point. And you know, that that's, that's a pretty good, that's pretty good, you know, pretty normal week for me, you know, and I'm also still trying to streamline stuff. Like I'm still evaluating tasks. I'm still looking at the way that I do certain things like, uh, my editing speed. I want to pick up the pace. You know, I, I want to get to where I can edit. Like I see some people editing an entire video in eight hours. That's start to finish the videos done, exported and ready to go to the client. So I'd really like to get to a point to where I'm editing at about that pace, which means that if I'm editing for three hours every morning, then once a week, I'm knocking out an edit. And that would be really good. I'm just not there yet. I just, uh, there's, there's things that I'm doing that are slow and there's stuff that I'm still trying to learn to, you know, pick up the pace and that kind of stuff. So I'll get there. But as you can see though, I'm still in that phase. Like I never left the phase of let's, let's figure out how to make this, how to do this better. So that's what our week looks like. They're somewhat structured. I try to work from zero nine, so 9 a.m. to about uh, 1500, which is 3 p.m. So sometimes it goes a little later because of discovery calls or client calls and stuff like that. But I try to keep to a normal schedule. Brittany and I, we wake up around zero seven. Um, so 7 a.m. If you can't tell, I, I've, I've, I've had the 24 hour clock beaten into me. So I don't, that's, that's really all I say anymore. Um, so we get up around zero seven. We'll work out. We'll have breakfast. And then I walk down into the basement and get to work. So I try, I personally try to go to bed around 1130 or midnight just get a good solid seven hours of sleep, wake up, rinse and repeat. And that's it. Um, so that, that's kind of how our, our week looks like get up at seven, be worked out and have breakfast, you know, ready for the day at zero nine, zero nine to, to 12, be focused on whatever tasks that I have and not, not use any distractions or anything like that. Then the afternoon, turning the distractions on, going through emails, like rooting through everything, responding to Instagram posts and, you know, messages and that kind of stuff. And you're going to notice that when you, when you start to remove even things like just turning your notifications off uh, on your phone and just doing something as simple as just not having your mail app open on your computer while you're trying to do something, you're going to get things done a lot faster. Like you're, you're going to notice that you can just kind of churn through work all of a sudden because you're not constantly getting pulled away to do something else. You can just focus and get those things done. So you're going to be able to focus um, just a lot more. So if you have any questions, you have any comments, you know, feel free to shoot us an email, you know, send us a message. You got to be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our podcast. Feel free to leave us a review. Uh, and don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. I hope everybody is staying safe. Hope everybody's healthy. And we will see you next week. All right. Out. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool, a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. 
We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc. You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today.